once that check's written, we've doubled our money. It doesn't matter what side you're going to be on. I want you to consider partnership, regardless of which side you are, as a creative strategy to be involved in more real estate deals. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I am your co-host for today, Adam, AAA Adams, and I'm filling in for Jason J. Lou Lewis, your host and the man with the plan. And today I'm just going to be talking about an actual experience that I have that how I did a couple of deals out of state. Now, with that said, I'm not, I don't want you to think that the big takeaway for this episode, I do not, I do not want you to think that the takeaway should be that you need to do your deals in a smaller market. I actually prefer that you do your deals in a bigger market, but this is just like my history. This is years and years and years ago. Here's kind of what happened. It was 2015, and my dad, really technically is my stepdad, but he's been raising me ever since the beginning. He called me up and he, he was in Utah where I was born, and I'm sitting in here in Denver, Colorado. I uh, lived in Lakewood at the time. And he just basically said, hey, there's this real estate convention. It's going to be coming through close to your house. And I wanted to see if you wanted to go with me. I'll make the trip out there. So my dad drives out here and we go to this, I think it was like a three-day seminar. And it was a lot of fun. It was really focused on tax deed investing. So you'll probably learn a little bit about tax deeds during this episode, even though it's not the main purpose. The real takeaway that I want you to get from this is about a creative strategy called partnering. And you're like, what? What do you mean by partnering? That's not, that's not creative finance. Yes, it is. I disagree. I argue with you. Partnering is a creative strategy. Partnering is a way from going from I can't to how can I? Partnering is a, a way that will help you to be able to get in real estate investing sooner. And so I here it was 2015, and my dad comes out to Denver. We go to this seminar, and I have been involved in real estate for 10 years at the time. I started in 2005. So I knew a few things, but I wasn't very active as an investor on this date and time. I had recently sold a piece of property that was my last remaining property, and I wanted, I didn't know when I was going to get back in. And literally, it's because I had kids and my kids were a lot to handle. It was a lot of time. It was a lot of attention. We were renting a place in, the, in Denver. Man, the rent was 2600 bucks a month. And which to some of you, you're like, huh, that's pennies compared to what I pay in rent. But we were paying 2600 bucks a month. And that was a big portion of our income. That was like almost 30% of what we made. And it was just a big chunk. And with a couple of kids and trying to have a normal lifestyle, a couple of cars, it was a challenge and real estate investing wasn't really on my radar. So I'm glad that my dad called me. I'm glad that he flew out, well, drew, drove out. He actually drove because it's like a eight hour drive or something like that. But when he gets here, I mentioned I started in real estate 10 years before that by myself. 
But I, I was collecting rent when I was 12 years old with my dad. I was collecting rent from our duplex. It was I don't remember if it was the duplex or the fourplex. The point of what I'm trying to say is I was able to make some excuses. At the time, my rent was very high for the amount of income that we were making. I had a couple of kids and a high amount of expenses. And so it was a little far off. I was making excuses. Fast forward to this little trip. I'm getting inspired. I'm getting excited. I'm wanting to do this. They're talking about how you could do tax deeds with smaller amounts of money. So I come in with a lot of vigor and I'm answering questions. The person up front will ask, you know, how do you do this? Does anybody know what this means? And I was one of the only people out of the hundred or so people that were in the room that had some of those answers. So I I raised my hand quite often and I'd respond. And as the three-day seminar would go by, there would be some people that would move a little bit closer to me. They would make sure that they were sitting next to us. They were me and my dad. They would make sure that they sat in front of us. They would make sure they sat right behind us. They would ask us to lunch. Hey, Adam, you're really sharp. I'd like to buy lunch. I'd like to pick your brain. I'd like to talk more about that. And what ended up happening, because I had some experience, I was not a full-time investor back in 2015. I I had a full-time job managing construction, managing multi-million dollar roof reconstruction, siding, windows, fences, some things that would normally happen from hail damage in the Colorado area. We get a lot of hail, just like they probably do all the way from here to Texas. And people started moving closer and asking me to go to lunch. And what ended up happening was kind of cool. My dad and I didn't necessarily want to work together. And here's part of it. My dad knows you know, me from when I was 10 years old. 12 years old, 16 years old. I didn't always make the best decisions. I was a really good kid, but I was getting C's in school and and he was an A student, for example. And I didn't necessarily want to work with him, even though he's my father and I love him. He's my stepdad and I love him and and he's wonderful. I wanted, for some reason, I wanted to be my own person. I thought if I was doing deals with my dad, then it would make me less of a person. And so all in all, I don't think either of us were necessarily motivated to please work together, but I knew I wanted to do this. And these people that were sitting next to me when I was answering questions, they asked me if they could just put money in and have me do all the work. And I actually said, yes. So this is the beginning of the partnership. And there's a couple takeaways that I'll share with you in a minute. And at the end, the point is this one guy, Steve. Steve was much older than me. He's in his 60s. And I was in my 30s back then. I'm in my 40s now, but I was in my 30s and he was in his 60s. And uh, we decided to work together. He had some money, not a ton of money, but he had a couple hundred thousand available. And he wanted to place a little bit with him and I doing some deals together. So that was how we got started. I started analyzing tax deeds and 
looking for tax deeds. And I wanted to make sure we found a really good deal. As I was trying to find really good deals, we weren't going after everything. We were going after maybe one out of a hundred that we saw. After doing the efforts, I could get rid of probably a little more than half of them almost immediately. Within like five minutes, I could get rid of more than half of them. And then I would take it down to about like 10% after some really good efforts. And then I would end up going after about 1% of these, about 10% of the 10%. And we did a few. We did one where we bought a condo. We only bought it for 16 grand on the tax deed sale. And we sold it a week, eight days later and doubled our money. So it was a lot of fun. We kept doing that. We doubled our money several times by doing tax deeds, but it was a lot of work. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you need to do tax deeds because you can double your money every eight days. That's not what I'm saying. I worked my ass off. Uh, I hope Jason doesn't mind if I use the word ass, but I worked it off and we ended up doing some fun deals, some cool deals. We learned a lot together. We did some fix and flips. We did hoarder houses. We bought a scrape. We bought something that we needed to scrape. And uh, we had a lot of fun and doubled our money a few times in a relatively short amount of time. So that was really what I want you to see is that this was an older gentleman. I'm not going to say that he's old. 60s are not old, but older than me. And me being a younger gentleman, and I'm not going to say young, you know, I wasn't 18 or whatever, but I was in my 30s. And it was like I had more time and energy, and he had more money. And so we made a good partnership. We were able to double our money several times by flipping these. We ended up deciding that we would prefer, though, to get into more passive type of income, more residual income. So we ended up buying some threeplexes and fiveplexes and fourplexes and even a few single families as well. I think we bought like five. We still, to this day, we own three of them. But the point being is that it was his money. It was my time. I didn't have very much money. He didn't have very much time. Or maybe he, he was retired. He, I guess he technically had as much time as he wanted to have, but he had already worked for his money and he, he was excited to work with a, a young man like me. And we ended up doing some fun things, some cool things. We still got some of those properties together. And that was a creative strategy. And not, not just for me. I'm not the only one who benefits from this. This is the other takeaway that I want you to have from this episode is I wasn't so lucky to just have somebody with a couple hundred grand that wanted to throw at my work. He was also benefiting from it. And you've got to remember that it's reciprocity. There's both people have to win. All of the parties have to win. So when you decide that you're going to bring on OPM, when you decide that you're going to be closing on deals, and it's not just going to be with your money and your money alone, you have to look at it like this. You have to look at it like you're adding value to that person who's retired and has a couple hundred grand or that business person who's not yet retired, but maybe they have a few million dollars. 
and they're focused on their business and growing their business and they just need to get their money to make money babies. They need to get their money to work for more money. They need to put their money to work. They need to put you to work. They benefit because they are making money without doing anything. And I'll give you one example. There was this time that he and I lent money. It wasn't my money. Technically, it was in our business account. But at the time, I didn't think of it as my money. I didn't think of it as I had any ownership. Technically, part of it was because we were flipping and it was a dollar amount that was growing. But we wrote a check for 30000 I wrote a check out of our business account for $30,000 for somebody else who needed to borrow it for about a month or two. And they said that they would give us 10% interest. And I remember stroking that check. And you've got to imagine this with me, especially if you've never lent money to make money before. I wrote that check for 30 grand. And I just said, that was the easiest effing money I've ever made in my life. I wrote a check for 30,000. And Steve and I made 3,000, 10%. We made 3,000. And the only amount of work that we did was we had a conversation with the person who we were lending it to. We looked up the property, made sure that it, what liens it already had on. All in all is less than an hour so far. And then the third thing that we did is wrote a check. And it took me about a minute to write a check. I'm dyslexic, so I hate writing. And so it took me longer than it's going to take you to write a check when you end up lending money. So I wrote this check for 30 grand and I immediately made $3,000. And I said, I cannot believe that all combined, I've worked less than one hour and our company just made three grand. It was my best way, my favorite way of ever making money. Since then, I've invested passively as a passive investor in over a thousand real estate deals, syndications. Really, this is only three deals. So with full disclosure, they're just big deals, a 400, a 300, and a 200, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, a 200 and something, a 400 and something, and a 300 and something. So it was over a thousand doors. It doesn't sound like it when you say four, three, and two, but I promise it's over a thousand doors because some of them were higher up. And uh, the point is where I want to go with this is, you know, we wrote it, me and my sweetheart wrote a check for, I think it was 50 grand on one of them, whatever the minimum was. And immediately we basically doubled our money. So the amount of time that it took to underwrite the deal and the amount of time that it took to sign over a check for 50,000, yeah, technically it's going to have to be invested for like three to five years, and which is almost done by the way, which is awesome. But once that check's written, we've doubled our money. And that's the way that I think it's just amazing. It doesn't matter what side you're going to be on. I want you to decide that you can partner. Maybe somebody's better at talking. Maybe somebody's better at finances. Maybe somebody has the finances. Maybe somebody's better at underwriting. Maybe somebody's better at finding the deal. I want you to consider partnership, regardless of which side you are, as a creative strategy to be involved in more real estate deals. That's what I wanted to come on to say is just talk a little bit about those tax deeds, my partner, Steve, 
that we've done a few different things. And on other episodes, if I get the chance, if Jason gives me the chance, I'll go into some of those other deals that we did. Some of the single family, multifamily that he and I did. Steve and I have closed on hundreds of doors together. So it's it's been a fruitful partnership that started back in back in 2015, all because my dad decided uh, he needed to make sure his son was staying involved in real estate, even though I had sold my last one soon before, uh, recently before that. So anyway, with that said, stay tuned for more episodes with Jason. Our goal on this podcast, Jason's goal is just to add value to you, just to see you succeed, just to see you buy more real estate. His big thing is adding value. He always says, value add, value add, value add. He even says when I'm like, hey, uh, want me to record an episode? He goes, if it can help you. It's like the only way he wants me to do it is if there's somehow a way to help me because he's all about value add. So just remember that as you listen to these episodes, that's where Jason's heart is. It's all about giving back. It's all about adding value to other people. And if you ever want to chat with him, I would connect with him with the website that he puts in the show notes. But with that said, this has been Adam Adams, your friend and your temporary co-host jumping on the podcast in place of Jason J. Lou Lewis. Until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box. <laughs>